A function is a set of ordered pairs obtained by some rule so that to each first element in the ordered pair, there corresponds a unique second element in the ordered pair. There is a unique second element. So one way we could describe a function is to simply list the ordered pairs. 3, 5, negative 2, 8, 6, minus 4. Okay? So this is a list. It's a set of ordered pairs. Right? What we cannot do is include two pairs that have different second elements. Okay? This is violating, this is a violation. Alright? Because the second element has to be unique. Alright. So, if we had a list, obviously it has to be a finite list or we'd get really tired of writing it. Also, searching for the mismatch, the the ordered pairs that have the same first element and different second elements, if this one is the 739th ordered pair, and this is the 8,453rd, it would be a little tedious to try to find them. So this is not the best way of describing, certainly, a mathematical function. Another way of describing a mathematical function is, remember, ordered pairs, which are what? Points in the coordinate system. So, we could do it graphically. If we had a graph that looked like this, right, then each of the points represents an ordered pair. There are an infinite number, and the graph itself represents the rule for associating a second element for a given first element. So, for, for example, for this given first element, if this is 5, then we would what? find the point on the graph corresponding to 5 and just read off the second element, which might be 3. All right? And that would create the ordered pair 5, 3. All right? Graphically, certainly we can have an infinite list of ordered pairs without writing them all down. More importantly, that special condition of uniqueness of the second element becomes much easier to deal with graphically because what we're saying is that we don't have any situation where there are two points with the same x value and different y values. Of course, if these two points have the same x value we remember from the previous section, then that means what? They're on a vertical line. Okay? So what we're saying is that for a graph, for a curve to represent a function, right, we cannot have a situation like this. Right? We cannot have a situation where we have an x value, a a single x value, with multiple y values. Okay, this is sometimes referred to as the vertical line test. 
okay? For a graph, for a curve to represent a function, every vertical line has to intersect the curve either once or not at all. So if we go back to this curve, which does represent a function, right, you can see that every vertical line only intersects the curve once, right? That, that ensures satisfaction of that special uniqueness of the second element requirement. Whereas this curve, right, does not satisfy the vertical line test, even though all of these vertical lines do intersect the curve only once, if we have even one line one vertical line that intersects more than once, the curve no longer represents a function. All right? All right? Now, in mathematics, the most common way of describing a function is to give a little formula, which we call functional notation, and the little formula will tell us how to get the second part of the ordered pair. So if we had, for example, y equals, we call it f of x, function of x, all right, equals x squared minus 3x plus 4. All right, so what this says is that for a given value of x, we'll associate a value of y, which we can create, construct, by taking the x value, squaring it, subtracting 3 times it, and adding 4. So, for example, if x is equal to 1, right, then f of 1, the y value associated with 1, will be 1 squared minus 3 times 1 plus 4, which is 1 minus 3 plus 4, which is 2, right? And there's our ordered pair, 1, 2. Yes? Clearly, we have represented here an infinite number of points, an infinite number of ordered pairs, determining whether we have that uniqueness property is not too hard, and you will certainly be able to do it better with experience. But here, certainly, if you put the same value of x in repeatedly, and you don't make any mistakes, you should get the same value of y every time you put. In other words, every time you put 1 in, you should get y is 2. Right? If your friend puts 1 in, your friend should also get 2. All right. What if we put negative 3 in, all right, what do we get? We would get negative 3 squared minus 3 times negative 3 plus 4, which is what? 9 plus 9 plus 4 is what? 18 and 4 is 22. So here is another ordered pair, 1, oops, negative 3, 22. Yes? 
Each of these, of course, we could plot on our coordinate system, and eventually we could have a graph. Right? What if x were 0? Then x, right, f of 0, this would be what? If x is 0, remember what we call that? If x is 0, right. This would still be called the y-intercept, right? It's still where this curve would do what? Cross the y-axis. And if x is 0, we'll get what? Simply 0 minus 3 times 0 plus 4, which is 4. So this curve has a y-intercept of 4. It crosses the y-axis at 4. Now think about it. If you have a curve that is a function, can you have more than one y-intercept? No. You can only have one y-intercept. You may not have any, but you cannot have more than one because the y-axis itself is a vertical line. And in order to satisfy the vertical line test, what, of every vertical line, including the y-axis, can only hit the curve at most once. Can you have more than one x-intercept? Yes. You can have several x-intercepts, right? Right, the curve can certainly not get itself into any trouble just looking like this, right? So we would have one, two, three x-intercepts. All right, how about x of a? Right? If x is equal to some value a, then it's, it's actually f of a is easier than x letting, letting x be 1 or negative 3. It would simply be what? a squared minus 3a plus 4. All right? What about f of a plus b? Right? Then that would be what? Well, a plus b squared minus 3 times a plus b plus 4. Right? But this time we might have to multiply this out a little bit. a plus b squared, a plus b times a plus b minus 3a minus 3b plus 4. So this would be, remember how we did this before, a squared plus ab plus another ab is 2ab plus b squared minus 3a minus 3b plus 4. All right. Then what if we combined values of the function? Suppose we had f of 1 plus f of negative 3, right? Well, that's easy. We already figured out f of 1. f of 1 we figured out over here to be what? 2 plus f of negative 3 we figured out over here to be what? 22. So that'll just be 2 plus 22 is 24, all right, f of 0 minus f of 1 would be what? 
f of 0 is 4 minus f of 1 is 2. So f of 0 minus f of 1 will just be 2. Right? f of negative 3 times f of 0 would be what? Remember f of negative 3? 22 times f of 0 is 4. 22 times 4 is 88. All right? 